Greetings to all of you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to greet all of you who are watching us online as well. I'm sure that the Lord is ministering to you this morning. Hallelujah. It's been an eventful week uh, for most of us, uh, especially for me. It has been an eventful week. It has been an eventful week for Sharon and her family, as you're aware. Uh, you've been alerted about it and uh, even Sister Elsa mentioned as we started service that Pastor Chari and Joseph or Pastor Viji as uh, people who are closer to him call him, uh, he went to be with Jesus yesterday morning. Um, just to quickly tell you, uh, <clears throat> the, the whole incident last Saturday night, not yesterday, last Saturday, the previous week. Saturday night, um, he, had, uh, he had cough, which was persisting for a while, for almost two weeks, he had it on and off. So he coughed a lot and then it went into a breathlessness and he started palpitating. And um, he was taken to the hospital. Um, he went, you know, with his wife and another mom and uh, Sharon took him to the hospital. He went, he wa went walking inside. Uh, he went inside the, and they took him to the ICU. Um, and then uh, almost an hour later, um, the family was told that he suffered a, a cardiac arrest while inside the ICU. They put him on ventilator. They uh, gave CPR, uh, brought him back to life. Um, and then he, they put him on ventilator. So... Now, I normally sleep late on a Saturday night, but that day I slept a little earlier than usual. So I, she had sent me the text, but I, I didn't see it. But around 3 o'clock or 3.30, I, I guess, um, Nisha got a call from Sharon uh, saying this had happened. So I went to the hospital, waiting outside, no idea what's going on inside, except for this first report that, they, that came. Um, his uh, situation that time was... Very bad, uh, because it was a major cardiac arrest, and he flatlined. He flatlined. Um, so they allowed us to go in. Maybe they also thought, okay, maybe this is the last moments he has. So they allowed the three of us to go in one by one, and I saw him in the ventilator, uh, breathing heavily, uh, restless, not conscious at all. Then his condition was very critical in the morning, but we prayed, the church prayed, people around the world were praying for him. Um, and after service, we went back again to the hospital. I, had, I got to go in one more time. There are few people who were allowed, so I also, go, I also got the opportunity to go in. And this time when I saw him inside, he was not the same person that I saw in the morning. He was conscious. He saw me, he recognized me, he nodded. I spoke to him. Maybe for, I don't know, maybe less than a minute. He nodded, he responded. Um, and uh, the doctors also said, uh, which is quite a, a transition from where he was in the morning. They said the worst happened uh, Saturday nights or Sunday early morning. And the only concern now they had was the, the fluid in his lungs. So we've been praying and uh, as you've been updated regularly that you know, his... Levels came to normal from blood sugar, blood pressure, um, 
what else his cut kidney was kept no nothing no other organs were affected except that his lungs had fluid so they gave him medicine to drain out the the fluid from his lungs which was working well so the fluid level kept coming down till thursday morning he was improving uh, he started uh, from the ventilator he was removed from the ventilator first half capacity ventilator then he was removed from the ventilator i uh, was given a high pressure oxygen mask then that also was taken and given a normal oxygen mask i'm just using layman's terms uh, and then he said uh, i think on tuesday i think or wednesday morning i'm not sure he said he's hungry and he he uh, asked for food so they gave him food he had something um so he was going good he was improving and uh, he spoke to another mama they they spoke a uh, few words he could speak uh, the doctor said good improvement but on thursday um so what happened on thursday was just for you to know uh, the block in his heart they were giving him um blood thinners again demon's language blood thinners so the block in his heart was dislodged and that went into his brain one in his neck and one somewhere one artery and there was a major block and thursday evening uh, the, the junior doctor was looking at him realized that he's showing slight uh, weakness in his right side quickly they took him for an mri found out these two clots in this artery and they couldn't do anything medically because and when i say medically through medicines because he was already on blood thinners so his condition could worsen um so he had to be taken for an emergency surgery so he had to be transported from tiruvalla to kottayam for that um and uh, so this surgically a thrombectomy thrombectomy was done um it had to be done like 12 hours so within 5 or 6 hours it could be done it was successful because 98% of the clot was removed um and uh, but they said uh, post surgical complications can be there because he is only improving from what happened the previous week and this was not expected so from thursday um night onwards this is friday through friday he no further reports in fact for friday afternoon also the doctor said so far he is stable everything is getting normal but he is under observation for two more days friday evening around 5 they gave Uh, a new report saying that um he developed a bleed inside uh started bleeding internally and because of his condition which he was still weak from what happened the previous week he could not be um you know they were trying to keep him so we went and uh we prayed after we had meeting on friday we went and prayed the his the people from his church also you know they were all there praying together i sent out the message asking also you also to pray Mm, through friday night uh, things were the same we don't know what further happened but saturday morning that is yesterday morning around 7:30 i believe i got a call from sharon um that uh, he is going into cardiac arrest and they are trying to keep him by giving him cpr but you know he is not the pulse is not coming back and i the, i don't want to dwell too much on the details of his passing um, i'm just updating you but i want to tell you something else i'm here to tell tell you something else very important so he went to be with jesus okay 
And I, I for one, know that he went to be with Jesus. And I was one person who was eagerly waiting to see him because I gave him word, I'll come and meet you. Uh, he called me last, <clears throat> last Friday. Not last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Not this last Friday. The Friday before this. Friday morning, he called me. Uh, and, uh, you know, he just, he just called me and said, how are you doing, brother? How, is, how are the, the bills, uh, you know, at uh, campsite? Do you have things to pay off? I said, we are on the way to this. There's somewhere to pay off. We have some time. So we just told, we had that exchange. And I said, I'll come and meet you next week. But I couldn't. I could, but uh, not in the way I wanted to meet him. So I was one who was eagerly waiting to see him, to know what all was going on from the time he was taken to the hospital till the time, you know, that he comes out. Because I'm sure that he saw the other side. I know that he saw the other side. In fact, um, when Saturday night when I went there, so Sunday early morning when I went there, I was sitting outside the ICU, um, we were praying and and I was about to pray and right in front of me there's written Department of Cardiology and suddenly it just blinked and I saw Department of Angels. I didn't tell it to anybody but when I prayed I used that. Thank you Lord that this is the Department of Angels and you, your angels are here to minister to him. But through that day multiple people saw angels in the, inside the ICU. You know, some could see one, some could see many. So there were angels ministering in that place. There's a, there's a lot of angelic activity in that place. So I was eager to know all that. I wanted to know what he saw, what he felt. So I believe, uh, some, okay, I'm sure that you may have a lot of questions why he went, the way he went. But I've realized one thing, uh, you know, when you stand before God, you don't need to ask any questions. You don't need to ask any questions. I've learned it. You don't need to ask any questions. You just know that, God is doing what he knows what is right. Amen. So, uh, um, I believe that he saw the other side and he didn't want to come back. At one point, he didn't want to come back. And God gave him the, he probably God would have asked him, you want to go back or you want to come? Um, see, that's, that's the level of intimacy that we can have with God. That's the level of intimacy. As much as we on this side want to have him back, God would have told him everything about the future. God would have showed him his family, their future. God would have showed him everything that he wanted to see. And God would have just taken him. Yes. Amen. Amen. So those of you who are still struggling with why, um, just be assured that uh, be at peace. Man, be at peace. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He shines brighter. He shines purer. Amen. He can make the woeful heart to sing. Amen. When I was planning for camp, Yorish, uh, the Lord was showing me who should do what with regards to the camp. I've been praying about it. It's been a time. You know that uh, we've been planning towards the camp right from April onwards, at least from April onwards, even before that actually, but from April onwards we announced it. We were planning towards it, putting together the theme, putting together the sessions, putting together the activities. The Lord was showing me who will do what. Um, so every session, every workshop, every worship session, every learner song, uh, every activity, every game, you know, all those things that were entrusted to different people were done so by, um, by the instruction of God. I received word from God concerning specifically. Um, God allotted the responsibilities 
uh, it was very divine. You know, I experienced a very divine process, uh, you know, right from well, everything that went on at the camp. You know that it was, it was not a human effort at all. And it was impossible. If you ask me, it was impossible for me or anybody with me, a few people that together to do it. It was made possible because God intervened. It was his wisdom at work. It was his wisdom that you saw and you experienced and we all got to experience together. So Pastor Viji or Pastor Charan Joseph was placed on the camp chart for Catalambano by the will of God. Yes. And, uh, you know, so those of you who know me close and how I go about doing things with regards to ministry, you know that I am not uh, uh, somebody who will easily give people the pulpit. I don't. I don't. And the funny thing is, I've never heard Pastor Viji preach. Not even once. I've never heard him preach. In fact, you will also never hear him preach. Except the one that you heard already. Because I, I don't think... That there is, I don't think there's an, even a single preaching on public domain at least of him. Not on YouTube as far as I, I know. Maybe there is. I have not seen. I have not come across. So I have not heard him preach. I've, I don't, I've not found any messages by him. Uh, so when the Lord put in my heart to invite Pastor Viji to do Catalambano, I had to exercise faith. It was, an, it was my faith at work because I had to believe in something which I have not seen. Or heard. So after I gave a heads up to Sharon, I said, uh, I'm planning to come to your, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to invite your dad to come and minister. So that's all I said. And then I, Nisha and I, we went to meet him at his, he had a, he's got a small office, a small establishment which he runs, small office. So I went there to meet him uh, just one day. Um, for, okay, just, just to recap, Pastor Viji and I spoke for the very first time in April during during our VBS over the phone. That was the very first conversation that I had with him. I was on the way to VBS, maybe the second last day of VBS, if I'm not mistaken. April 11, 12, somewhere there. I'm not exactly sure of the date. Um, I remember where, where I was when he called, somewhere between Tengana and Pudupalli. So I pulled over to the side. We spoke at length like 10-15 minutes and I had to rush to be here. So I said, Pastor, I'll talk to you later. So he was just, the couple of people that he knows that I know and I know that he knows. So we connected um, and it was something he did to make sure that, you know, Sharon can come to church. She was relocating to Trivella, uh, to, yeah, to Kerala and uh, she was looking for a church. So he came to know about our church and he came to know about me, got my number. We spoke in April. Then uh, Nisha and I met with uh, Pastor and another mama for the very first time on May 8th uh, in a coffee shop. We decided to meet up in a coffee shop. Uh, we spent maybe an hour or more than that just talking to getting to know each other. Then they came with Sharon. Sharon came to town. They came with Sharon to, took Sharon they came home. They came home to spend time with us on the 30th of May. I have all these dates. I have all these dates. I remember those dates very specifically. Then Sharon started coming to church from the first, the first week of June. That is, I think, the 4th of June, the first Sunday of June. Then every now and then I've seen him, but 
never got to sit with him after that but we i meet him i see him i say hi to him he says hi to me i go uh, once in a while drop and say hi to his, him in his office that's it so my my acquaintance with this man of god has been spiritual than physical there's been a very spiritual connection then we got to know each other uh, you know in this manner it was more of a spiritual connection that that we we connected well and i i don't connect easily with people but when i connect i connect so i connected well with this man of god so inviting him for camp and asking him to do a session was it was divinely orchestrated orchestrated so he agreed and it did not change his mind he said yes i'll come and i told him catalambano he said that's a difficult word to pronounce so he could have in fact he could have pulled out citing many valid reasons he he was going through certain difficulties uh, with regards to uh, his mother had a fall two weeks back before the camp and he was away and he came back to see his mother uh, you know having undergone a surgery for the hip so there were things that he was dealing with he himself was also struggling with a, a cough for almost a week or so so he could have pulled out citing many reasons valid reasons but he had given me word and uh, this is ministry so he came for camp just as he committed he gave me word he came because he is a true soldier of jesus christ you must understand something here that catalambo catalambano catalambano which he preached now i realize how difficult it was for him to do that catalambano which he preached that session that he preached at camp yorish is the last message he preached to the body of christ you and i who are at camp got the privilege to listen to him the very last message of an absolute general of god amen maybe obscure to the world but his impact and his testimony like nasistrels are sharing the good fight that he fought bears witness the impact of his ministry so i was told that after camp you know in fact sharon was supposedly part of the worship team for last sunday so we traveled up and down saturday for for practice we came this side uh, we went back that side we caught up with each other and sharon was saying that you know she, she he's so excited after the camp he's so happy so excited because he saw a lot of things he experienced a lot of things he could minister his heart out he saw his daughter leading worship worship after so many years sharon was leading worship after so many years and he saw angels moving when she was leading worship he saw the open heaven in fact god had given me word about how the camp will progress right from the word go how from the right from the first session till how is god he he had told me exactly how things are going to progress and you know how it progressed from session to session the 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 flavor of the session the you know the the first session when uh, brother royce came and ministered it was very foundational it was strong foundations which he laid for us to consider the christian life driving out dispossessing and possessing what god has in store for us dispossessing the things of old to possess and then brother king came in with that that session on endurance how am i endure all the scriptures that he shared 
And then, you know, in the evening before he preached, I preached Biazzo. Speaking about violence, the violent will take it by force. And from that worship time onwards, the, the, the sky was breaking open. The sky was breaking open. And I, God gave me word, the sky will break open. The spirit will come, descend into that place. Angels will minister. We had multiple people um, confirming this word of prophecy that angels will minister in that place. So we experienced all that. And he was thrilled. And this man of God who is much elder to me, 64. I am, 30, I am 40, sorry, I'm 40. He's 64. And he was receiving, he was in agreement. When I ministered, I could see him agree. When the others also ministered, he was agreeing. In fact, he walked up to me after, the, after my session. He said he was so blessed. He was just appreciating the word which came. And then he came for the concert as well. He was rejoicing. He was worshipping God. He went back to sleep. He asked us to pray. For him, he, he was excited about his session in the morning. He went, he, he, he prayed, he asked me, he asked, uh, in fact, he asked Pastor Nisha in the morning, did you pray? And she said, yes, I prayed. And he said, I, see, I, I saw open heaven. I could see open heaven. And he was, he was walking into that place and open heaven was there. And he, it, was, it was real. He, he, it was there. Because the, 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 the atmosphere broke open. The atmosphere broke open and he was just standing under open heaven. And he, he ministered the way he ministered. It was full of the spirit. And you all received of his ministering. You all received of his ministering. This prophetic word to the church. Confirming the prophetic word that we already received. Amen. There were prophetic word released over you. Many of you individually came to you, prophesied over you. The man was being poured out as a drink offering unto God. He was not keeping anything, you know, you, 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 could, uh, you could see him, uh, you know, coughing in between, and he's drinking water, uh, you could see all that, but he was just pouring himself out, you know, what God had put in his heart, he was just obeying God, and pouring out, a true soldier, say true soldier, and in fact, he refused to go to the hospital on Saturday, because he was so excited, he was all fired up to preach last Sunday. You know, I know how that works. Nothing will stand in the way of, you know, you wanting to come and minister God's word. When you have received a word, you want to just go and minister. It's, it is such excitement. That you, know, you don't care what stands in the way. And he would have felt the weakness in his body. He would have felt the, the difficulty. But he, he was refusing to go to the hospital. They had to literally pressurize him because they got worried. Because he started sweating also. Took him to the hospital, rushed to the hospital. He was ministering in the spirit, Catalambano. Catalambano. He repeated that over and over and over and over the way he could. He sought a help to say that word, but he wanted that to be released over us. Catalambano. Now we were told of many things which we must lay hold of. In fact, he started by saying this session means. This is cattle and banner. It means eagerly lay hold of, eagerly take. And he was, he was given a passage to expound from. Okay, all, all of uh, all those who ministered at the camp, they were given a passage to ex meditate, expound and receive from God and then come and share what God has expanded in them. So he was given this passage. I want you to put it up. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 to 14. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss 
for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Look at this. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of, I may catalambano, that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now he was living this life the last 12 days. He lived this life. This became reality in his life. In fact, I was considering today morning, the Lord was telling me how the camp itself was his life in a, in a sense. It's our life, but it is his life. The session, your age, disposes your old nature and possess the nature of God, possess what God has for you, what Christ has for you. And then endure, the next session, endure through it, endure as a soldier, endure through the difficulties. And then be violent about your faith. And then lay hold of things for which God has laid hold of you. Christ has laid hold of you. And then go out and, and make disciples of all nations. That's what he did. His entire life. His entire life was, was contained to the camps that we, the sessions that we had at camp. Yorish, Taomai, Biazzo, Catalambano, and Lockhart. There is nothing complex about the word which he shared on that day. It was so direct. It is, it is about the Christian way of life. It is about the Christian life. It pertains to our day-to-day -day life. Everyday life. You will remember how he struggled to say the Greek word. For him, he said it sounds Italian to him. If you remember. But he never struggled to convey what he wanted to convey. He never struggled. It was Greek to him. But the revelation was his own. It was his. What he revealed to us from God. It, he received it from God. And he, re, he released it over us. Man. The, 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 the entirety of his session was this. Count everything else as loss for the sake of Christ. Count them but rubbish that you may gain Christ. Lay hold of things for which Christ has laid hold of you. Press on to what lies ahead, forgetting what lies behind. He started by, he, he started by saying shalom. In fact, he started by saying, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. He had that hope. 
And why would he say that at a cattle and banner session? Because that's the reality in which he was living. Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Do you know? He asked also. Do you, remember, do you know that the Lord Christ is coming back soon? Very soon. He said that. So he had this hope in him. And then he said, Shalom. Nothing broken, nothing lost or nothing stolen. Nothing broken, nothing lost. He blessed us with that. He said, Shalom. Shalom. The, see, even in the, even in the natural, the, the last words are very important. The, last, the final words, the parting words are very important. It has weight. Say it, weight. In fact, every great personality who has died, they have recorded what their last words were. Some of those last words will go on the epitaph. And some of those great people, so-called great people in the world, have spoken utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. As their last words. But this man of God said, Catalambano, lay hold of, lay hold of, lay hold of, take it, take it. That's what he told us. See, I don't know how many of you understand the weight of this. Church, you were the privileged people God chose to receive this word. You know, I know the weight of this because I've had this experience before also. There was a man of God I could meet just a couple of weeks before he passed. A prophet. Just two, two or three weeks before he passed. And he was on his deathbed when I met him. But you know what happened? He, 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 he was lying on the bed and he started prophesying over me. For almost 30 minutes. He could barely move. He couldn't stand up without assistance. But he started prophesying over me. I know the weight of this. When somebody who is about to pass gives a word, releases a word. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. In fact, some of those great missionaries that you follow and you pursue or that you admire, they all have received something like this. Last words from a general. You know about Reinhard Bonke? Last words. A prayer was released over him. Before he landed, he came to know that the man who prayed for him is no more. George Jeffrey, what's his name? Yeah? So last words are important. Parting words are important. In the spirit, in the spirit, he spoke to us. In the spirit. Man, not for you to forget it, but for you to remember and hold on to. In fact, I was amazed when he was ministering to people personally. So one of the, one of the uh, dilemmas of a pastor is that I, I know most of your story. Most of it. So if I come to you with a prophetic word, you, ah, you, know, you already know it. So you, you are not amazed by it. But the amazing thing is when somebody turns up who is obscure to you, or who, who, I mean, when I say obscure or, or oblivious you, I mean, does not know you, okay? Unknown to you. Such a person turns up and speaks over you, then you can't but believe. This truly has to be God. And I was standing with him when he was releasing word over most of you. I don't know whether I missed anybody, but over most of you, I stood with him. It's a practice that I follow. When, when somebody ministers over my, my sheep, I stand with that person. So I stood with him. 
and he was releasing word and he was asking me to continue ministering i was listening to what he was ministering and and spirit of god was ministering through me also so i was listening and i was amazed at the accuracy with which he prophesied accurate word accurate word how many of you received that kind of a word from him i have i received i received it was on the dot on the dot and most of you came to me and said oh that is so amazing that what he spoke about it was so ama- yeah it is amazing because god knows what you are going through and what you are where you are coming from and god revealed it to his servant amen so don't forget what he re- he released over you prophetically don't forget that don't forget that because these things are spiritually appraised and now you might think okay he passed and he died okay he's just a man and no he was sent by the spirit and taken by the spirit man he was sent by the spirit and taken by the spirit and he released what he was supposed to do or what he was supposed to release in their atmosphere over your life so many of you i know that many of you are shocked or saddened to hear his passing and just 10 days after he delivered this word to us 10 days after he delivered that word to us but his passing must be a wake up call for this church three people already woke up i'm glad i'm wait i'll wait for the others to catch up but you don't have much time to wake up i want to tell you that you don't have much time to wake up his passing is a wake up call to the church because you will remember or you ought to remember everything that he shared i believe god used this his servant even in his death to minister to this church even his death is a blessing to us even his passing is a blessing to us we all prayed you all some of you prayed i know that some of you prayed earnestly you prayed you were constantly on your knees praying and i want you to know that your prayer your prayers were not wasted away your prayers were not away i believe that he was given the choice i know it in fact brother king sent me a text confirming what i was thinking he sent me a, he sent me the same thing that i i i thought about it and i saw it from him and as for me doesn't assure yes he saw it he had the choice at one point god gave him the choice and he took the other choice maybe we were not expecting him to go but now our kids were so excited you know they were just waiting to see him back and he, he, they were praying and they had they received word about you know how god will deal with the situation and all so we were all excited but I, i believe god gave him the choice see I, you must understand a servant of god is not an ordinary person i've rep- i've repeated this many times a servant of god is not an ordinary person it's not an ordinary person not ordinary we we considered that on on friday as well precious to him precious in the eyes of god is the death of his saints So if you're stuck with oh but what happened how did it happen why must it happen i want you to know that this is not for you to know it is if you don't know something it is not for you to know because the spirit will reveal all things to you if you're trying to know things in your mind you may not know it but in the spirit try to know things in the spirit get to know things in the spirit don't consider the wrong questions and get stuck amen be spiritually alert the lord the lord will reveal it to you so every word that he spoke was prophetic in fact i i was you will get to listen to the message very soon 
Okay, for those of you who missed this word, and those of you who have forgotten that word, okay, we want to release it unedited. You will, you will hear it soon, very soon. We want it to be, we want it to come out. Because I, I also know that a lot of people are waiting to hear that. A lot of his disciples, a lot of people that he has ministered to, a lot of his sheep, they are all waiting to hear. In fact, uh, now on hindsight, when you consider some of the things that he, he shared, you will understand the prophetic weight of the words he was sharing. When he passed, God put a word in my spirit and I want to share it with you all. It was already shared by Sister Elsa. I shared it to you when I was announcing uh, his passing away. Today morning, Sister Elsa shared that word and I want to go to First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. In the... In the in the chaos, in the confusion, in that moment of, you know, not knowing what's going on and, you know, the unexpected has come down on you and you are like worried and you are perplexed about it, but the Lord put a, a word in my spirit. And uh, I, I, I was not trying to, uh, like, you know, find a scripture, but this word was just placed in my heart. Let's read it together. Fight the good fight of faith. One more time. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold, say take hold, of the eternal life to which you were called and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now we see here another word very similar to Catalambano. This, yeah, take hold. Take hold is a, a word very similar to Catalambano. The Greek word is epilambano, epilambano mai. Say epilambano, epilambano mai. Say Epilambanomai. Yes, that's right. It means the same. In an essence, it, it means the same. It is just another Yorish word from the, old, uh, from the New Testament uh, context, like Biadzo, Taomai. It's another one of those Yorish words, uh, which essentially means to take hold, to possess, to receive, uh, you know, to seize. So the actual meaning here is to seize. Epilambanomai means to cease. So the, the scripture should read like this. Fight the good fight of faith. Cease eternal life to which you were called. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This man walked in the seizing of that eternal life. He walked in the God. In fact, he ministered that also. He ministered that. He said, Zoe life. Zoe life. He ministered about health. He ministered health and healing over you. When he had a condition, he was ministering to you. He was ministering to you health and healing. He was pouring out, like, like, like Paul wrote, as a drink offering. I, I'm pouring out as a drink offering. He was pouring out. And then the, the very last few days that he had, he, he chose to be with us and minister unto us. So he says, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Say fight. Say good fight. Say fight. fight. It's a good fight. You have a fight to fight. 
we are often times considering the fight which is against us amen but you have a fight that must proceed from you you are fighting a good fight amen, amen? so that you can lay hold of you can epilambano mai what eternal life eternal is ionios meaning immeasurable immeasurable the word ion comes from that word ionios eternal life immeasurable amen eternal life life is zoe the god life the life of god sees the immeasurable god life fight the good fight that you may seize the immeasurable the everlasting the ongoing the perpetual the continuing god life the zoe life the life of god now we have to reconsider the way we live our lives we have to reconsider we have to introspect the way we, what are we fighting for in life what's your fight about i am asking you what's your fight about what's your fight about one cent of land the corner of your house corner of your parambu what are you fighting for what is your fight about you're fighting for that chair that position that next position in the company you're fighting your your peer for that recognition in the company what are you fight? you're fighting for a a, psych in, a hike in um, salary what are you fighting for you're fighting for a good name on this earth i'm telling you nothing that you fight for on this earth nothing temporal is worth the fight that you fight you are draining your energy fighting for the wrong things because you are fighting the wrong fight not the good fight say good fight there's a good fight and a bad fight you are on a bad fight and you're draining out your energy and your resources and your time when you fight the wrong fight or the bad fight but god wants you to fight the good fight say good fight, good fight. say good fight. good fight not like if you're going to fight like this nothing is going to happen say good fight, fight. yes yeah, say good fight. good fight and say it like a soldier of christ say good fight say good fight. good fight fight the good fight of faith Amen. not sheepishly not not lazily not not uh, sloppily that's not how you are supposed to fight you have to fight the good fight this fight must be good god must say you have fought the good fight when he receives you home he must be able to say you well done say well done well done good and faithful servant you have fought the good fight see paul at the towards the end of his ministry he he realized that he has fought the good fight he has fought the good fight see the only thing that you must be concerned about regarding your time on this earth is are you fighting the good fight some of you are like you're not getting it at all because you are fighting the wrong fight that is that is why the only concern you must have today regarding your life regarding the rest of your stay on this earth is are you fighting the good fight the finiteness finiteness sorry the finiteness of human life is, it is something to to consider so you must fight the good fight so that you will come out of the finiteness of the human life and you can lay hold of the infinite say infinite god life say god life 
Now it is so sad to see Christians fighting the wrong fight or fighting the bad fight fighting for the finite things fighting for the temporal things it is not worth it what do you want to lay hold of in life what do you want to catalambano what do you want to epilambanoi epilambano mai is it right what do you want to seize what do you want to take hold of what do you want to possess in life what is it it that you're living for what is your goal in life we just read that in philippians chapter 3 the upward call the the price of the upward call of god there this is an upward call you know that vision that i shared during worship i am seeing this this person running down not going up running down chasing after the wind chasing after the wind when god wants you to chase and pursue the upward call there's a price the imperishable wreath is the, is your reward the crown that will not fade the crown of glory which will not fade and you want to fill your life with things which will not satisfy which will not last now some of you think the things that you're pursuing will last for all of eternity i don't know whether you're considering eternity to begin with some of you think that the goal that you have will last throughout no it is going to perish earthly gold is going to perish it is not the same as the gold that is mentioned in the bible okay some of you think but god loves gold yeah god loves gold not the gold that you are wearing that is for this side of the earth this side of eternity on that side of eternity is a different gold not 916 not 916 not 22 carat no 24 carat no I'm telling you you not liking it how dare you touch my gold and believe the streets of gold are going to be better gold than your gold is like glass the bible says like glass okay is your gold like glass i don't see any glass it is still very much yeah so what are you fight what are you what do you want to lay hold of in life what do you want to lay hold of in life what is important for you what is important for you now we have to change the way we look at life we have to change the way we pursue life we have to change the way we function in this life your planning the modus operandi has to change your planning has to change you have to bring you have to bring eternity into the perspective eternal pers- you must look at things from an eternal perspective is it worth the fight is is the fight that you're fighting worth it in the light of eternity will it have any relevance in eternity will it have any relevance in eternity that one cent that you're fighting for that some some cash that you're fighting for for, for that position that you're fighting is that worth eternity is it worth eternity can you trade anything can you trade anything that eternity has to offer for something on this earth can you trade eternity for something that the world has to offer see i i like the fact that it says fight the good fight that you may lay hold of what say eternal life does it say temporal life does it just say life 
Does it say earthly life? No. It says that you may lay hold of eternal life. Say Zoe. Zoe is much different from the life that you know. Zoe life is much different from the life that you have known, I should say. God has brought you into knowing, into partaking, say partaking, of this Zoe life. God has given you this life. How excited my church is to know about the God life. I'm so encouraged to see your excitement. God life. But this is the reality. Now you can laugh at it, we can joke, it, joke around it. But this is the reality. This is exactly our condition. That's why I said the church needs a wake-up call. We must wake up. Now, see, don't think, like God says, how long will I contend with you? How long should I endure with you? The church is in the, in the dispensation of grace. Amen? Which means we have, a, we have a responsibility. That's what it means. And that's how I understood it. You know, how I have understood grace is so different from what they teach about grace. You know, grace puts me into a place of responsibility. Because I am empowered by the power of God. By the ability of God to do, to do what He wants me to do. To meet His expectations. It puts me responsible. No, I cannot live any way I want to live. That's not what grace is about. That is, see, that is the wrong understanding of grace. I cannot live any way I want to live. No, I have to live the way he wants me to live. But grace enables me for that. Oh, how wonderful is that? Grace enables me for that. Do you even know that you have grace? Say grace. Say grace. Say grace. Say grace. Say catalambano. Let me try to go back to that word one more time. I can't, uh, it's a little too much for me. Let me see one more time. Epilambano mai. One more time. Epilambano mai. One more time. Epilambano mai. Say catalambano. Say epilambano mai. Say catalambano. Say epilambano mai. We must do a song on this. Catalambano. Epilambano mai. Say cease. What? Are you sure? Is that what the fight that you're fighting? What are you pursuing? What is it that you want to seize? Are you chasing after the wind? I'm seeing this. This is what the, 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 the vision that I saw. This boy is like chasing. I, I see my kids running like that. Sometimes Kathy does that. You know how Kathy runs, no? She, she runs and she has a jump in between and there's a, there's a jump in between. So this, this person is trying to catch something. Jumping. Jumping. Initially, there's an excitement about it. But as, the, as he goes downhill, the excitement is waning. It's, it's more of a, a tired look. It's draining out. This morning, I saw this vision. Today morning. With a face, in fact. It's usually, it's not so clear for me. But today, I saw it with a face. And I was, wow. Don't chase after the empty pursuits of life. Don't chase after the empty things in this world. Don't. If you, if you are a person who truly has got eternity, 
focus on eternity now the sisters have said look to jesus the author and perfecter in fact she used the word the originator amen the originator of your faith the origin of all things look to him in the song today the songs that we sang was about him that is the songs that we sung were about him look to jesus he's brighter he's purer amen he's brighter he's purer he can make your woeful heart to sing now i can worship god sing that song i don't know how long i can i can just go on every word can you put that song debi every line i can just dwell there just going into that it is so divinely written such an amazing hymn can you put it up is there fair as lord jesus the fairest the fairest fairest of 10000 the fairest of 10000 to my soul i don't care what they think but to my soul he is the fairest of 10000 to me amen fairest lord jesus ruler say ruler of all nature now you see the rain you see the wind you see the waterfall you see the mountains you see everything around you must remember he is the ruler of all nature oh thou of god you're of god you're from god you are god himself thou of god and man the son son of god and son of man divinity and humanity met together in christ jesus it is god's plan for us the will i cherish what do you cherish in life now sometimes we can be so disconnected singing these songs we can be so disconnected you might be thinking about something else or somebody else and you might be singing the who is this the that you sing about is it jesus is it jesus the will i cherish is that jesus and i i don't even understand how can we stand on two feet and sing that how can we still remain on two feet and sing that line the will i cherish thee will i honor thou my soul's glory joy and crown your soul's your life's glory joy and crown he is your joy he is your glory he is the glory and the lifter of your head he is the exceeding great reward the joy of the nations the desire of the world amen, amen. jesus let's go keep going fair are the meadows you so you look down you're looking down the meadows fair are the meadows fairer still the woodlands robed in the blooming garb of spring jesus is fairer nothing see i'm telling you the purest sight that you can see on this world will be the meadows will be the 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 valleys will be the the forest will be the mountains you know sometimes we go up the mountains you know we don't want to come back you know i'm like that you know i go up a mountain i don't want to come back in fact i think the whole family has got it from me we don't want to go we don't want to go down 
if you go up the mountains i don't like to come back from the from the beach i can sit there all day long just look at the beach look at the sea I, i'm not a fan of like in going into the water i'm more of a person who who like to sit there see the waves come in go back okay. and now the, here it's saying the songwriter is saying fair say fair are the meadows fairer still the the woodlands but jesus is fairer say jesus is fairer he is fairer than anything that you can behold jesus is purer than anything that you can ever see that's why i said no 916 916 is not pure enough amen 916 is not pure enough no iso standard can ensure this kind of purity jesus is fairer jesus is pure the bible says there is there is no blemish in him say no blemish no spot no wrinkle amen the, the lamb without any any spot any blemish and he is making us like him the bride is made like him without blemish without spot incorruptible who makes the woeful heart to sing i'm telling you every time you hit across a patch and is causing you to be uh, saddened about anything in life it can be the loss of somebody it can be the loss of something precious to you it can be something that you considered giving you a hard time going through it look to jesus look to jesus look to jesus sit in the presence of god look to jesus sit in his presence worship him worship him worship him consider this christ he is fairer he is purer he will make your woeful heart to sing fair is the sunshine we all like the sun you think that's the brightest that you can ever get fair is the sunshine fairer still the moonlight is even fairer than the sun sun is slightly yellowish moon is white fairer still the moonlight and all the twinkling starry host all the stars in the sky all the angels in the sky in the spiritual realm they're all fair they're all, they're all a sight to behold but jesus said jesus shines brighter say brighter he shines brighter he must shine brighter in your eyes he must shine brighter in your eyes he shines purer man than all the angels say all the angels that heaven can boast hallelujah you got a glimpse of jesus i'm telling you you don't you don't care about anything else you don't care about anybody else amen you get a glimpse of jesus this jesus you don't want anything else in life it delivers you from the from empty pursuits i mean if you're stuck with empty pursuits if you're stuck about how many people are looking at me how many people are talking about me how many people are liking my comments or liking my status how many people are doing that nobody want see the thing is you are under the the limelight of heaven the one who is fairer brighter purer is the one who is in love with you does it matter what this world has to offer does it matter to you does it matter whether that person said hi or not does it matter whether that person is walking with you or not does it matter whether he is considering or she is considering you or not it does not matter it does not matter 
what matters to me is the fact that I am loved by this Jesus. I am loved by him. I belong to him. I am his. He is mine. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. And I will worship him no matter what. Then that, that, that verse that is added to it, beautiful savior, Lord of the nations, Lord of all the nations, Lord of all nations. Do you know that all the kings in the world are nothing? When the king of kings comes, they are all, they all have to bow down. They all, have, the most powerful person, the most fearless person on this earth will have to bow down before Jesus Christ. He's the Lord of the nations. That's what the Bible says, kiss the son. Kiss the son. Lest he be angry. Pay homage to the son. Worship him. That's what it means. Son of God and son of man. Keep going. Glory, say glory. glory. And honor. honor. Say glory. glory. Say honor. honor. Say glory. glory. Say honor. As today I spoke about Pastor Vijay not to give Pastor Vijay glory, but to give God glory. Amen. To give glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So don't get me wrong. Hallelujah. I was pointing your attention to the one he served. Amen. And we, we honor men of God. No, go back, sorry. Glory and honor. Praise, say praise. praise. Adoration. Praise. Let this be the, the content of your life. The content of your life. Glory. Say glory. Giving glory to God. And honor unto God. And praise unto God. And adoration unto God. Yes. You must check your every single day of your life. Is your day filled with glory and honor. And praise and adoration unto God. Yes. Unto Jesus Christ. Because you've been created for this purpose. Your life must consist of this. Glory and honor and praise and adoration. To the one who deserves it. Amen. Amen. See the thing is, you must slap yourself if you ever find yourself not worshipping Jesus. You must, you must pull you out, you must pull yourself out of the crowd. And you know, pull, make you lean yourself against the wall. And slap yourself and ask yourself, why can't you worship Jesus? Is something wrong with you? That's what you must do. That's what you must do. Just pull you by the collar. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Do it by yourself. Pull yourself by the collar. Or do it like, like, like this. Drag yourself out of this church. Go to that, the, the side room or wherever you want to go. Push yourself against the wall and ask yourself, why can't you worship Jesus? Because you're created for this. Praise and glory and honor and adoration must proceed from your mouth. You cannot, you cannot miss out on worshiping God. You cannot refuse to give Him worship. You cannot, you must not. What can stand in the way of your worship? You, you must evaluate. You know, sometimes people can stand in the way. Or you don't like the worship leader. That's all right. Don't worship the worship leader. Worship king of kings and lord of lords. You don't like that person who's playing the guitar. It's okay. You worship Jesus. Your worship has nothing to do with the people who are leading you into worship. But we allow these things to stand in the way. You don't like the color of his shirt. You don't, call, you don't like the way she looks. Or you don't like the way she's... You worship. Worship it is between you, is between you and God. Amen. It is between you and God. Amen. It is due from you. 
It is due from you. We must change the way we worship. I'm telling you. Now the thing is, now you're all charged up. Yes. Yes. Amen. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes. What is worship? Who is to be worshipped? You're lost. Why? Because you, ha- you can't retain what you are given. You can't retain what you're given. That's why the Bible talks about being effective doers and not forgetful hearers. Say worship. Say Jesus. Say fair as Lord Jesus. Say fair as Lord Jesus. Now and forever. Say forever. More. Forever more. Say forever more. Now and forever more be thine. I was coming on the car. I told my kids, you better worship today. Because when you worship God, you're preparing yourself for what's going to happen soon. Anytime we'll be caught away. We'll be caught away from this earth. You're going to stand before, you're going to stand before Jesus Christ and you're going to worship God. If you can't do it now, you will struggle. You will struggle to worship. And I've had all kinds of weird questions, um, you know, from, isn't, isn't it so boring just to do nothing but worship? Have you received that question ever in your life? Being a minister of God, I've received it many times. Isn't it so? That's the problem. We don't understand what worship is. We have not realized the pleasure of worship. Amen? When he takes pleasure in our worship, it takes us to another world. It, it, take, it makes us something that we are supposed to be. It makes us something that we are supposed to be. When Jesus takes worship from us, it makes us something what we are supposed to be. And you don't want to return from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Say, Catalambano. Say, Epilambano Mai. Say, Biazzo. Say, Taumai. Say, Orish. Say, Lockhart. Say, Lay hold of. Say, Possess. Say, Take. Say, Cease. Say, Eternal Life. Say immeasurable life. Say immeasurable God life. Ionios Zoe. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. Say faith. Say faith. Say fight of faith. Not fight of arms. Not fight of weapons. It's a fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. You know that you were called to this. You were called into this. You were called to this fight. You were called to possess this. You were called to possess this God life. When God called you from your obscurity. You know I was wondering about Abraham this morning. How did, from where did Abraham got the... From where did he get the sense to listen to God? Who taught him? Have you ever thought about it? He just heard a voice saying, look up, see the stars, look down, see the sand sand on the seashore and all. And then I'm going to multiply you, I'm going to bless you. But what gave him the ability to listen to God? 
and understand the voice of God. Huh? That's right. But from where? So today we have, you and I have the privilege of being taught. Say taught. But some of them were, they were not even taught. I don't know how it happened. I was concerned. I was asking the Lord, how, from where did he get that? From where did Abraham get that ability to, to know that it is you who is talking? Today we have the word, we can check with the word, we, we know we have the spirit, so we can, we can counsel this, counsel, take counsel from the spirit, we can, you know, in fellowship we can ask questions and all that, we can learn together, we can grow together, but from where did Abraham get that kind of insight? That's why he is the father, say father, the father of faith, the father of all believers, it started from him, it started from him, and it has been transferred to you. Transfer to you to have faith. Hallelujah. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you, verse 13, in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. What are I supposed to do? Keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is just a short way for you to go. Can you keep the commandment without stain or reproach? Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which he will bring about at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality? Say immortality. immortality. Say immortality. immortality. Man, the God life is an immortal life. Man. So just a few verses back, you, you, the, the instruction was to get hold of eternal life. Few verses down, it says what it is. You alone possess immortality. You, who alone possesses immortality? What does that mean? What is immortality? Do you even know what is immortality? Say immortality. Say catalambano. Say epilambanomai. Say immortality. Say catalambano. Say epilambanomai. Say immortality. And dwells in unapproachable light. Say light. Say unapproachable light. See, God is calling you that kind of a, that kind of a, that kind of a living, say living, say immortality, say unapproachable light, unapproachable light. You are called to lay hold of that immortality and unapproachable light. Somebody get this. You are called to lay hold of immortality and unapproachable light. You are called to lay hold of immortality and unapproachable light. You're called to lay hold of eternal life. You're called to lay hold of immortality. You're called to lay hold of the God life. That's yours to take. 
to seize, to possess. Because your God possesses that. Your God has that. Your Savior has that. And He wants to give it to you. Whom no man has seen or can see. To Him be honor and eternal dominion. Say eternal dominion. So, so, and I've had questions like, what if the devil will come again with an uprising? Look at this. Eternal dominion is with our God. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of the riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Amen. One more time. Verse 17 onwards. Instruct. Can you all stand up to your feet? Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good and to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is Life indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. O Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, voiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith. Grace be with you. Grace be with you. Grace be with you. Grace be with you. The ability of God be with you. The empowerment of God be with you. The shalom of God be with you. The peace of God be with you. The wellness of God be with you. The God life is in you.